0: My friend uh, Gary, Gary Ellman, uh, just lost his father two weeks ago. I think many of you might know him. Gary's uh, a longtime member here, been on the board and on the executive of the synagogue for a long time. If you ever been to Little Minion, he probably came to say hi to you. So Gary's father passed away, and Gary knew that his father was going to die very soon. It had been many years of his father being sick. And over the years it got worse and worse and they knew he was coming to the end of his life. And Gary came to, I think basically, each member of our spiritual leadership team to ask the same question because he wasn't satisfied really with any of the answers. So the question he asked was his father was suffering coming to the end, and he wanted us to give him the words, the words to a prayer in which he would ask God to end his father's life. He was looking for a prayer in which he could just ask plainly for his father's suffering to end and he spoke to each of us. The truth is, I I think he ended still not fully satisfied. But I wanted to share with you tonight the answer, or I gave him a few possible choices, but one of the ones that I gave him. A prayer that we have in our liturgy that actually, for many of us, we have at the tip of our tongues. I think not all of us know this, but in Judaism, we have our own version of what some call the last rites. One last opportunity before we die to ask forgiveness from God to say what's on our hearts what's on our minds. And we have these words in most rabbis' manuals and in some sidurim and some prayer books. It's actually a really gorgeous tradition. It includes the words of the Shema. It includes, there's different traditions of even how we do this, but often includes words that are very similar to the Vidui to the Ashamnu part where we strike our hearts that we're going to recite together an opportunity to admit our mistakes. Often includes some of the words that we recite at the very end of Yom Kippur and Ne'ilah, some of the words like Adonai Hu Elohim, that Adonai is our God. And in most versions of this deathbed ritual, we end with the words that we just sang together. I'm just going back to the English to make sure I get it right. But they roughly translate as In God's hands, in God, we place our spirit, our lives. And if I'm not able to wake up this time, as I usually do when I go to sleep, but if I can't wake up this time, And if my spirit gives out, God is mine, God is with me, velo ira. And I won't be afraid. That if this is it, then that's okay because I have God with me. And I trust in God. So I shared these words with Gary and ultimately this is what he did. They gathered his family and when his father was really close to the end they went through this ritual. Gary's father, David, wasn't able to recite it on his own so they recited it for him. And they sang and they cried and they told him that, how much they love him. The Ado of Kiduchi that with God we trust our spirits. Wach <laughs> is also our wind. And when I think of these words I think also about, about our breath, that we trust God with our breath. Our ancestors believed that when they went to sleep that they were experiencing a partial death, which is why we have in the morning the prayer of Ani*, of how grateful we are to be alive once more. That sleep is sort of this in-between state. I want to share with you A story, maybe two. We'll see how the first one goes. Connected to to breath and holding breath. We've been speaking and thinking about together in this tent over Rosh Hashanah and now in Yom Kippur, on what prayer is for us. So I want to share with you a story connected to breath that, for me, was, I guess, one of my profound prayer moments. And I'll tell you, I've had a lot of wonderful tefillah prayer experiences in spaces like this, in amazing synagogues, in Toronto, especially in Israel. I've had some really beautiful prayer experiences. And I think that those prayer experiences were actually all there to prepare me so that I could pray when I really needed to. Don't get me wrong, I think we should pray every day. I think it's helpful to help us notice the little things, but... I think it especially prepares us for those big moments. So this is almost 12 years ago. And my wife, Ryla, who's here, was uh, just rolled in to um, to have her, um, her stomach cut open so that we can welcome our first child into our lives. And she was having a C-section. And I remember being in the waiting area because I wasn't allowed in yet as a preptor. I remember sitting there for a very long time. It may have been five minutes, but in my memory, it was forever. I was sitting there and I was davening. I was praying. I have no idea at this moment what it was, what I was saying. If it was words out of the siddur or just you know, breathing, as Aviva would now tell me to do, but I didn't have her at that point telling me to just breathe. And it felt like forever. And then I went in, and I was still, still praying. Everything was going as planned. And I remember that in the moment in which Shiloh was born, Who? Is she here? Somewhere. Somewhere wandering around. She'll be sad after that she missed me talking about her. (laughs) In the moments before, really the seconds before Shiloh was born, I remember holding my breath. (inaudible) At that moment, my breath didn't matter. I was just fully holding it. and I was holding it as I was waiting for her to breathe her first and she did and at five pounds she finally let out this breath and this wail amazing how amazing a cry can be and how amazing a breath can be especially when we need it most Going to fast forward about six years. Another holding breath story. Again with Ryla in the room, but this time completely whole. And at that point, we had two children, and she was uh, pregnant with our third. Very pregnant, actually, with our third. And it was January 12th, 2018, which was my mother's birthday. And this time when we were in the hospital room, it was a, a moment similar to what I described Gary doing, where we all surrounded my mother at that moment. and we recited those prayers. And we sang really loudly, I remember those words, just like we sang it here. The feeling was obviously different in the room. There was also some, actually a lot of meaning and connection And I remember again in that moment as all of us, my siblings, my father, Rila, my brother, Nachai, as we all held our breath, as my mother took her last. With God we let our breaths, our spirits rest. There's a debate between the Rambam and the Ramban, Nachmanides and Maimonides, about where we know we have to pray from, and is it even a mitzvah? According to Maimonides, it actually comes from a line that we just glossed over, but is there in the second paragraph of the Shema, where it says, to love Hashem, your God, and to serve God with all of your heart, Bechol levavcha, with all of our hearts, we're supposed to serve God. And the Rambam says, what is this coming to teach us? That every single day we have to pray. Rambam goes through the whole Torah and counts 613 commandments, and this is one of them. Ramban says no. We don't have set prayer as a part of the mitzvot of the commandments of the Torah. Instead, he says, the basic matter of prayer is not an obligation at all. Rather, it stems from the blessed Creator's kindness towards us, That God listens to us and responds when we call out to God. That tefillah, on the one hand, is something that we must do every day. And on the other hand, according to the Ramban, tefillah is this great gift that God gave us. Teaching us how to call out. So then when we need to, we're prepared for it. So then, when we have those many blessings in our lives and those many moments of hardship and we have those incredible moments of our lives that leave us breathless and those difficult moments that leave us seeking another breath, we know how to call out to God to feel God's presence with us. My bracha for all of us is that as we enter this new year of doing all the work we need to do, sharing all the love we need to love and give and receive, that we find moments to pray, we find moments in which we feel that God is with us, that we find moments in which we feel that our spirits are in fact held And that we find God doing that for us, but that we also do that for each other.